Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week, we're joined by Astral Lace. Astral Lace is the originator of many and uh, many <laughs> terrible Bloodborne memes uh, that she likes to inflict upon the community, such as Bald Gascoin and just a bunch of other ones. Uh, her Twitter is an absolute delight. Me and her have uh, been talking for a long time, and I've been actively trying to get her on this podcast, and uh, I was very, very happy to be able to finally do so. Uh, be sure to pay attention at the end. There's a song that she did, which is like a Vocaloid song, and I don't know what i'm talking about now so i'm just going to stop talking altogether uh but it is very cool and you should listen to it it's after the uh ending music kind of fades out so pay attention to that and enjoy this episode I know you from from the Bloodborne community. Uh, tell me mm-hmm. how you first came to find Bloodborne. That right there is kind of a hard question because I don't actually remember myself. I think it was a friend who got me into it, mm. or something, or like I don't know, or kind of like you know, I'm, I went into like a second hand shop. I saw the cover and I thought, "Ooh, that's going to be cool!" So I picked it up and I regretted my entire life. <laughs> so I'm not really sure. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> had you uh, had you played Souls games before that, or was Bloodborne like your first one in the series? Yeah, that was my first one. It's it's like going from kind of like you know um, Dragon Age and like you know the Telltale games to Soulsborne. It was a wake up call, I guess you could say. That was must have been a huge jump, like just uh, just in straight up yeah. terms of like <laughs> you know touching the controller more, basically, <laughs> like having to mm. have your hands on it at all times. I was just like, why is it so hard? Why does it have a difficulty fan like the rest of the game? <laughs> you know, like a true casual. Where is easy mode? God damn it. I need my yeah. easy mode. <laughs> uh, but you stuck with it, obviously, and kept playing. Yeah. Uh, did it take you a while to come to terms with the controls? Like, did it take, uh, like... One month stuck oh. in central Yarnum. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, that really. First, that first area, like, really, really fucked with you, huh? Yeah, it really fucked with me, and plus, I mean, I chose the cane, and that wouldn't have really been the best choice of weapon for, like, a new babe, but I thought, ooh, cane, yes, I'm gonna be fancy, I'm gonna smack people around, but no, it just wasn't good at all. If it, uh, if it makes you feel better, I was, I was an experienced Souls person by the time Bloodborne came around, and I chose the threaded cane as well, like, I... I was I was I was an Ivy player back when I was playing Soul Calibur. So like, oh, there's a there's a chain that transforms into a sword. Yes, that's going to be the weapon that I choose. So, <laughs> I like I like the cane though. Like, it's not it's obviously not the the best weapon in the game or anything. But I think it's like you know being able to hit multiple people at once like that. I think is really useful. Not the best weapon, I think, is an understatement. <laughs> because I mean, like, once you go to Burger War, it just ends up kicking your ass because of Yuria. And of course, her stupid oh, one shot—I call beyond that fucking that that NPC it killed me probably more times than uh, well, I was going to say any boss, but we can't we can't count like you know the defiled chalices. Those that one killed me way more than that. But those NPC that NPC is tough in Burgenworth. Oh God, don't get me started on Burgenworth. <laughs> why God's not? Sake, the defiled chalice <laughs> on oh, defiled chalice is the worst. I'm just like why. Why is this a thing? <laughs> why is from? Why? 
I'm curious, uh, because since this was your first From Software game, uh, did it take a while to pick up on like item descriptions and like the story of the game? I mean, obviously it took you a little while to get used to the controls, but did it take a little while mm-hmm. to figure out that the game actually had a story and you weren't just randomly killing yeah. stuff for no reason? Yeah. When I first played, I was kind of like um, co-oping um, with a friend who, um, who had obviously like, you know, played before and I was just like, yo, hey, um... So is this game meant to have a story or what? Or do we just go over? Or do we just go around killing things? Why am I killing monsters? Why? Why am I here? I think is the better question. <laughs> did she point you to, or did they point you to, uh, like YouTube videos, yeah. or did they, did they have a pretty good idea of the story at that point? Um. No, they weren't really too big on the lore, so I kind of had to figure that out myself when I watched a couple of videos to try and understand, because I couldn't get much from the end description. I'm just like, well, this doesn't tell me anything. Yeah, these these three sentences are not what I'm looking for. What the hell are yeah. you doing here? Why is there a giant spider in a lake? What is what is the meaning of this? <laughs> yeah, still, speaking of the spider and kind of like you know, the lake, it kind of like... um puts me in my mind of this, like, um, one comic on Tumblr. <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious, and it's just, like, uh, so basically, um, it's kind of, like, this character, this hunter, who's having, like, a crisis over, kind of, like, Rom and how she doesn't have, like, you know, the right number of legs for, kinda, like, a spider, and sure. just ended up ca- calling her, just ended up calling her her bloody own thing, so Rom, her own thing. (laughs) (laughs) Rom the vacuous, her own thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I like that. Oh, but Rom, I absolutely hated fighting Rom the first time around. I was just like, oh, yeah. (laughs) That was definitely a um, learning curve for me to deal with spiders, especially because I was scared of them. Like, really, really scared of spiders. (laughs) So my uh, my wife was watching me play that uh, the first time that uh, I was fighting Rom, and uh, I kept getting killed by the spiders on the the first wave of spiders, and and figured that like oh hey I need to I need to clear out the spiders so I can fight the boss that was my plan so I I fought the I clear, finally cleared the spiders and uh, like I'm wailing away on Rom and uh, Rom does the teleport thing and my wife says. Uh, those motherfuckers better not drop any more spiders. And then I turn around and like, <laughs> spiders are falling from the sky. And she's like, those motherfuckers b- brought more spiders. <laughs> Which was pretty hmm. funny. Um, she kind of like probably wouldn't have liked the first time I fought Chalice wrong because I glitched her past in two phases, which means that that tiny room was just filled with little romlets. <laughs> <laughs> I like that the community because has adopted romlets as a term, by the way. <laughs> I just, yeah. that, that, the, the name romlets really amuses me for, for some reason. Yep, it's quite a cute name for them, isn't it? Just mm-hmm. like roaming her little romlets. It's a cute name for a deadly, evil-looking spider that with like a a weird hard shell of a head. Like it's so it's, it's too adorable for the thing itself. She's not evil. She's just doing her best. And we just roll up in her house and start hitting her. Of course, that's, she's gonna fight back. That's true. That's true. Uh, I mean, <laughs> come on. The poor hunter is just like not sure what to do, and it's just like, oh well, I guess I'll kill her, and ends up fucking up the bloody world. <laughs> I love the idea of uh, like the train of thought that the hunter might have must have 
of like, okay, oh, I've, I've gotten through the, the spooky steak forest. Uh, here's this weird school beside a lake. Guess I'm gonna jump into the lake. Oh, there's a spider. Let me kill it. Like <laughs> the connecting the dots on that is is very strange to me. It's um, kind of like you know, I'm um, fun to think of kind of like um, what your character is thinking as they're going through the game, and I mean, it just ends up with all sorts of crazy shit coming out of it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Do you have a uh, do you have a favorite NPC or quest line in, in Bloodborne? Oh lord, where to start? Mm. My favorite quest line would have to be the Yosefka one, because, hey, she's cool. And she was the first nice person in the game until she got, you know, yeah. turned into a blue blobby thing. <laughs> that's, what you get, that's what you get for being nice in Yarnum. You get turned into a blue alien. <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, did you discover Yosefka's stuff on the on your first run? Because uh, I found the ladder no. to the thing, but I, like when I got up there, I was so confused as to what was happening. I had no idea where I was. Um, I am kind of like um, think if kind of like um, my friend hadn't told me to go, I would not have known. It was like my friend just like railroading me through this experience, just like, hey, let's go to Kadehurst, but first you need to go. And get the summons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is... <laughs> There's a bunch of stuff like that in, in, in Bloodborne where uh, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to what you have to do to progress stuff and to make stuff happen. Which is both good and bad, I think. I don't, I don't know how you felt about it. Yeah. Which, who's your favorite character? Why on earth are you making me choose? I like everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you love all your monster sons equally? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Well, let's let's expand that question a little bit. Like, what do you think it is about Bloodborne and its characters that uh, has has kind of captured your imagination the way it has? Huh. Well, the kind of like um, the thing that um, hanged me and to sort of like you know the characters is basically how they seem like one way, then they're the other way. Can I deep down really? So it's kind of like the um, they appear outwardly, like take Alfred, like he appears outwardly normal and helpful, but turns into a, a monster by the end of the game versus some of the yeah. monsters that you meet that are actually trying to be nice and helpful. Oh, God. Alfred was certainly a big discovery. Just like, <laughs> oh, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> That's such a fun gotcha for the game, too, because it's uh, it's, you know, him having him kind of acting in Solaire's footsteps of like, oh, I'm a helpful, I'm a helpful person. Like, I'm so nice. And I'm also Solaire's voice actor. Like, so I think Dark Souls people were just naturally gravitated towards him of being like, oh, he's a nice guy. And then you discover him and he's just drenched in blood with a weird pointy hat. I'm like, what the fuck? What happened? What is going on here? <laughs> yeah. I was just like, Alfred, no, why would you do that to the queen? She was nice to me. <laughs> I like the vile bloods. I think they're fine. Yeah, vile bloods are cool. You're a big dummy, you know. Whatever. <laughs> how many? Uh, how many times have you played through the game? Like, I know you've you've played Bloodborne. Quite a bit. <laughs> I'm kind of curious, like, how many characters you have? How many hours do you uh... have? Are you willing to admit it publicly, et cetera, et cetera? <laughs> um. Well, there's my first character. She's currently on um, New Game Plus 5. Okay. And I'm kind of like pretty sure I've put in over 200 hours into her. Jeez. See if I were to put like a um, 
number on it, I'd probably say about 300 hours, which is sort of like low compared to other players. But hey. Any game that you spend like multiple hundreds of hours on, I think is, is it means it's a big it's a big commitment. What uh like were the two hundred hours on your main build? Did you go back through and do different builds and use different weapons? Was that the yeah. draw? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your uh, what's your favorite one that you've played so far? Probably my blood tinge build because I mean she's just got like the cutest little face. I spent ages on her. <laughs> you spent more time designing the character than you had playing in the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could definitely see, see that. I, I, I tend to do that a lot with uh, any character creator, but something about the souls, like how kind of weird and like all of the terminology doesn't really make a lot of sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> really just draw, draws me in. It's uh, it's hilarious too, because you're going to spend most of the time with hats or armor on. So you won't even see the face. Yep. It's just like, I spent ages on this character and I'm just going to hide her behind the hat. I mean, that's just not fair at all. I spent ages on her face, so I'm just going to take off the hat and just do it. Yeah, it's, uh, what, what do you think about the fashion in, in Bloodborne, since we're talking about hats? Absolutely the best. Okay. I, know <laughs> yeah. you've, I know you've played some of the, the Souls games. Do you still consider them to have, to consider Bloodborne to have like kind of the best fashion out of all of them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it like that faux Victorian design or like the trench coats or what what does it for you? Probably the choir set the most because I mean it's just pretty it's just a change to all the drab brown and I mean it's got heels, so hey ho. I could just clip caught <laughs> brown yard them. I gotta look up the <laughs> the choirs. Oh really? See, I've never really liked this one because it's like so poofy. <laughs> like it's just a big. It's like yeah, a big exactly. Poofy why thing. I like it. Okay, well, it's poofy. I guess. I guess opinions are opinions, aren't they? Yeah, I. Uh, I hardly ever wear the choir set. I'm such a weird dude about uh, dressing up, though. Like I'm always like my favorite. My favorite. Uh, uh, like shirt to wear is the sweaty clothes and the, and the sweaty hat. Like I think that's like just the most rundown bullshit thing that a hunter could wear as he's going through and killing everything in, in existence. I think that's pretty hilarious. Pretty sure I've like never ever like put that set onto my character. It's just like, ooh, why would I put sweaty clothes on my character? I mean, that's just <laughs> why. I have a screenshot somewhere, and I call it my uh, my summer chalice look, and it's uh, the sweaty clothes. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With and it's especially cool because you're wearing uh, Ariana's heels, so it just looks like you're just wearing shorts. So like you're ready to like jump on a boat and go out to the ocean, but nope, I'm just doing some chalices. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've gotten uh pretty pretty far deep into the uh kind of bloodborne community on 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 Tumblr and on Twitter and everything like that. Uh was that just kind of a natural thing? Like do you do that with other video games and other things that you're interested in um or was this something specific to Bloodborne where you're like I need to get more of this. I want to see all of the fan art and everything that I could possibly get. Yeah. Um um I can like you know wanted to get more in to the community, I wanted to see more fan art, I wanted to see more fan creations, and it kind of, like, you know, some point I am um, wanted to um, make um, some lore videos, but of course I ended up um, scratching that for, you know, memes that disturb the whole fandom. <laughs> <laughs> 
we can't we we're not going to be able to bring up memes without bringing up some of the memes that you've introduced to the community because um uh i think i think the biggest one that that caused the the most stir stir in my circle was definitely the bald gas coin thing as it has gone around and uh for anybody who is not familiar with the podcast going gate, as, as I like to call it, I'll uh, I'll link uh, friend of the show Co's Twitter moment that kind of has the the origin of all of this and then all of the crazy places that it spread, including uh, another member of the community making a rap <laughs> defending bald gas coin, which I thought was really hilarious. Uh, can you can you kind of run the listeners through that? Like, how did that originate in your own words? Right, okay, um, so kind of like, um, first of all, I didn't expect it to, you know, go this way. I just wanted to show off a height chart, and um, I kind of like, you know, thought to myself, just like, hmm, I should probably take off the hats to, you know, get like a sense of like, you know, the proper height, and then somebody on Tumblr was just like, oh my god, I can't believe he's bald, and I guess it just spread out from there, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 pretty hilarious. Just and just to I guess to back up a minute, so you were looking at the like the Bloodborne models and just trying to kind of get a better look at all of the NPCs, right? Yeah. What kind? What what was driving you to do that? Like, were you just curious more about the characters, or were you trying to like do some deductive reasoning stuff? Mm. No, let's see if I can recall. I am um, think it was because. Um, Somebody wanted to know whether or not German was taller than Gascoigne, so I did that, and and well, it just happened. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened, and I just sat back and just let it happen. Yeah, it kind of it kind of got a little crazy because um, I thought it was the best thing ever. Uh, seeing seeing <laughs> Gascoigne uh, with just that that just shiny bald head in the in the real bushy like hair underneath, and I know. Like people have said on Twitter that it's it's probably that they just put a hat on him and he was always going to have a hat, so like they didn't need to model yeah. hair or anything. But to me, that's not what really happened. To me, Miyazaki himself demanded that they take off his hair and put a hat in place just in, just in case we ever got to see it. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you agree with me, but I am definitely into that into that idea. I'm just laughing because the whole thing that basically spawned from my simple. Hey, comparison. I mean, I got a rap. I mean, I got a lore video for God's sake. I'm just like, why? It uh, yeah, it got a lore video. It got uh, just yeah. tons of fan art. Like I, the fan art that I've seen of Bogus Coin has been just beautiful and and amazing. I'll try to link some of the show notes for people to to go through and uh, to, so they can look at the stuff because it is just amazing. Mm, yeah, well, some people would say that's amazing. Some people would. Rather, they didn't see it. <laughs> well, some people are wrong. Then that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, because Bald yeah. Coin is canon. That's period. That's that's done. Yep, yep. It's canon now, and nobody can change our minds. Exactly right. I love it. Um, how, how long? I know I'm bouncing around all over the place, but uh, how long did it take that's you okay. to, to to beat the game for the first time? I would say, um, pass first month um rage quit i'm just gonna call it <laughs> like you know um that um i would say about three or four months for my first playthrough of the base game and then my friend went to go for the dlc but i'm certain that um, took me a little bit longer because of a certain horsey boy 
<laughs> I have no idea who you could be talking about. Yeah, me neither. I mean, it's just... that seems like um, and this isn't this isn't me like trying to shame you or anything, but um, I'm I'm curious what it was because you mentioned you had some trouble with the controls at first, and obviously it took you a long time to get through the game. What was it about Bloodborne specifically that like made you want to stick with it? Like, was there something there that you were like, I know every time I die, like I know it was my fault or like, I want to see where this story goes or I just love this setting so much. I can't stop playing or what, what was you, what do you think it was that was pulling you through the game? So would you like the long answer or would you like the short answer? Or would you like both? Uh, let's start with the long and let's see if we need the short after we're done. The um, long answer would have to be, I just basically um, wanted to like find out um, what the hell was going on because I was just like, there's something behind this and I need to know because I'm stubborn with things like that. I need to know what's happening or else. Yeah. So it was more just, um, I've started this, I have to see it through to the end. Yeah. Well, what's what's the short answer? Well, the um, short answer and probably the truest answer as I stayed for the ladies, let's be honest here. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's talk about that because Bloodborne has uh, a, a reputation for having um, just uh, and I mean, you know, episode sixty nine of the show, we had four women come on <laughs> and talk about how much they were in love with uh, Lady Maria, and um, I think all of the women NPCs in Bloodborne are in some way, I guess, that shipped is probably not the right word, but they're all kind of viewed as a as attractive or interesting or, or whatever. And it seems like there's a lack of that in a lot of other games. Um, and it's, it's one of the, the kind of driving forces to, I think people liking Bloodborne. Uh, and is it, that's obviously the case for you. I'm actually not too sure about that. Okay. Um, so when you said you were, you were there for the ladies, what, what, what did you mean? Well, can I come like, um, see when I had like finished my like first play for Bloodborne Around about the same time I am started um, Dark Souls 3, mm-hmm. which I completely played it backwards because I'm still trying to get through the first Dark Souls. Um, when I played through kind of like um, Dark Souls 3 and um, I kind of like um, got to the dancer, I was just like in awe <laughs> because, I mean, her boss fight is just absolutely beautiful. It's like art almost. <laughs> It's uh her she's such a unique boss and in, in throughout all of these games, like with the translucent clothes that she wears and the veil and uh the way that she's animated and she's kind of off kilter but on rhythm somehow at the same time is really interesting yeah. to me. That's um kinda like, you know, um the absurd of like thing that sort of like made me stay and kinda like um the souls born fandom is probably the way the female bosses are kind of like, you know, treated. And I mean, they're just completely and utterly badass. (laughs) Yeah. There's not, there's not like too many games that are, that treat women that way. Right. Like it's a a lot of times um, they're just kind of used as, Oh, Hey, this chick died. So now the hero is going to go kill a bunch of brown people somewhere. And that's, that seems to be like a lot of video games (laughs) Yeah. Uh, versus, you know, you know, seeing characters and I go back to dark souls one a lot. Cause that's kind of my, that was, my entry to the series, but seeing these like heartbreaking stories with um, the, the witches of Isolith or um, the, um, 
the firekeeper that's in Enerlanda, whose name I just completely blanked on, that wears like really horrifying armor to hide her, or wears real beautiful armor to hide the way that she looks inside is like that kind of stuff is just really fascinating to me. Like the way that, that they're written is, is really interesting. Yeah, it's quite sad about the Dark Moon Knight, because, I mean, her armor is absolutely beautiful, but it's kind of sad that she doesn't really see herself as that way if she doesn't got the armor on. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, so let's let's move into Dark Souls 3 for a minute, because I've been kind of quizzing you about Bloodborne all morning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was Dark Souls 3 the next in the series that you played? So you went from Bloodborne to DS3? Yeah. What was that adjustment period like? Like, because obviously the the setting is completely different, the the, the combat is completely <laughs> different. Did, were you able to adapt pretty well? No, not really, because it was a complete change from Bloodborne. Because I had tried to use shields and the heal button was different. I was just like, "Why would you make me play this? I'm not good at it. Why?" <laughs> Why would you make me play this? Was somebody like making you play this? I wouldn't say making. Um, they sort of like politely suggested while holding a figurative knife to my back. <laughs> <laughs> Man, with friends like these, huh? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> did you finish Dark Souls Three? Did you Did you actually finish the game? Um, the main game, yes. The first DLC, yes. The third DLC. I didn't see it through to the end. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't blame you on there. I'm not. A, I'm not a huge fan um, of, of of that DLC. I just wanted to kill the damn dragon, but I couldn't. <laughs> that, that damn dragon is hard, yo. <laughs> I know. It's just like, why would you make his like head his weak point and make it hard to hit his head? I mean, I've uh, I've told this story a bunch on the podcast, but um, when I dropped down there for the first time and went to fight him. I uh, slammed him in the face with the Moonlight Greatsword, and it like took off like a like a toothpick width of his health bar. And uh, I honestly thought I was like, "Oh, I must be doing something wrong. This is like Calamite. Like I have to go find somebody to go shoot this thing so that I can then put damage on it." And then like looked it up and was like, "Oh no, this is what I have to do. I'm not going to do that at all." So I never killed that dragon because fuck that dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that dragon sure is up there with the most frustrating bosses to fight. What did you uh? What did you think of Dark Souls Three? Like, did you was it a positive experience for you overall? Well, um, can I come? Since it was my first time playing the um Dark Souls, like you know, I'm actually not sure how to say this. Type, I guess it's like so much, not like Bloodborne. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of like um, guess I would say it was like a good experience because I loved some of the like places you went because my kind of like um favorite place to go which i think is like true for the rest of the fan would be the frigid valley because it is absolutely beautiful yeah that uh i remember when dark souls 3 came out and like literally everybody on my twitter feed was posting that like initial like kind of landscape shot of when you walk out and you get the title screen with that beautiful sky above it and it look, everything looks like a winter fairy tale or something like it's insane it looks so gorgeous so so let's let's bounce around a little bit more uh i'm curious i know you've been playing dark souls remastered because uh you and i were were chatting a little bit about it as you were going through yeah um it seemed like and i may be just uh may have just p- picking this up through like tweets and stuff but it seems like you were having a pretty hard time with dark souls when is that the case <laughs> <laughs> did i guess right <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, kind of like, um, you can probably 
tell that I had like a really hard time, especially in like, you know, the um Sen's um fortress because GSF was like um co-oping with me through that and he got me killed quite a few times, which I've still not forgiven you for that, so he got you did he was he doing it on purpose to troll you or was he just like rushing no. off and aggroing enemies for you? Death that I will never ever forgive him for was you know the part with the boulder and on probably Oh yeah yeah <laughs> saying a lot because there's loads of parts for boulders in Sense Fortress. We were like um getting ready to run and then the boulder came. I tried to go back in, but he was blocking the doorway, so I ended up getting ran over by the boulder's hitbox. It's <laughs> like thanks, are you, JSF. Are you are you sure he wasn't doing that on purpose? That seems like a very JSF. I'm sure he wasn't doing that on purpose. Seems like a very he apologized and he gave me Kieran say afterwards as an apology. I don't know. It seems like maybe uh Sinclair is rubbing off on him a little bit, making that dude evil. God damn it. <laughs> Were you able to finish it, or, or did you just kind of just kind of get to a stopping point and go back to Bloodborne? I've still not finished it. Um, the um, sort of like last time I played it, I was gonna go through the um, DLC before I went to go in because I just pretty much because I didn't want to do it on um, New Game Plus One, which is. What happened with my um, first experience with the Ring City, in which I was at on New Game Plus Seven, so oh, it Jesus. wasn't exactly easy on me. <laughs> so, uh, I, a funny story about Dark Souls One: uh, I played it pretty close to release, and um, the DLC didn't come out till like a year later, I think. And uh, I was my my main character on Dark Souls One was a sorceress, and uh, I had gone through to new game seven to get like crystal soul spears. So I could have like infinite crystal soul spears basically for PVP. So I got to do all of that stuff on uh new game seven, all of the dark souls one DLC, Artorias, Manus, the whole nine. And I would summon people and to help me. Cause I was, I, I was not doing well against Artorias, especially. And people would like fight him and then I would get, and we would all die because it was new game seven. And I would get messages like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you summoning me? This is horrible. I don't like this. Don't summon me again. <laughs> Which I always thought was really funny. Like people were not were not prepared for that. <laughs> I, uh, you know, talking about the the overall kind of stories and 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 plots to this and the characters. Uh, obviously, Bloodborne is your favorite. But when you were you able to kind of take the the, the lessons learned from Bloodborne into Dark Souls three into Dark Souls one and try to mine this the story out of them, or were you just at that point kind of thinking like, eh, I'll just go look at this stuff on YouTube later? Um with um kind of like um dark souls it was like pretty much the same process i like you know tried to like you know um i can like um try to like get like a hold on the story myself but eventually i just gave up and watched some <laughs> and i watched some gotcha. more yeah. videos of somebody else basically telling me how it was <laughs> i don't Look, my brain is not wired for figuring out lore stuff at all. Like, I I look at uh, you know the JSS of the world and go like, how 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 are you putting all of this together? Yeah, it's a mystery. I, I just I just can't do it. Like, I, I don't. <laughs> my brain just doesn't just doesn't work that way. <laughs> uh, do you have a like a favorite character or uh, out of Dark Souls one that you've encountered um, so far? Dark Souls one, my um favorite character would probably have to be Gwendolyn for sure tell me why 
well, you're probably going to hate me for the answer, but I just love his fashion. <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> no, that's not a, that's, just, a, that's a really good answer. Like, I like the 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 clothing and everything. The moonlight stuff is is so gorgeous and so beautiful. And that helmet, I think, is like one of the best helmets in the game. White and gold is like a godly combination. It's like my favorite combination of, like, you know, colors or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, of course, that really works for you. <laughs> that yeah. is all white and gold. And and snakes for feet, which can't hurt, right? Who doesn't like snakes for feet? Um, um, well, for one, I can think of maybe about five people who wouldn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wondered what, uh, what Gwen is doing that all of his offspring have uh, weird tentacles coming out of it. I have a, like a, a half-working lore theory that... Um, his his like distant wife that left was literally just a dragon like he just married a dragon and had some like kind of half breed kids and now all of them have weird tentacles coming out of their bodies but he was so ashamed of it and when she left him that he had to go attack all of the dragons and kill all of them and that was how dark souls one started don't at me jsf <laughs> don't don't come and bust up my theories <laughs> this is my head game you can't break it it's all mine <laughs> well i'm i'm curious because obviously you're a person that like jumps into the the Bloodborne community especially, but like the, this whole community. Um, has that been, like how have you found the community? Have you found it to be re- relatively accepting or um, or in the fandom and the community or wh- whatever you want to call it? Like how, has that been a positive experience for you? Um, well, it's been sort of like um, 50, 50, depending on like, you know, the place that you're talking to the fandom. I would say that my um, experience in the fandom has been mostly positive, which I'm glad of. Yeah. You know, like, Bodcast Coin is, is a good example of something like that. Kind of... <laughs> yeah. Uh, it can spark some controversy. Um, but, you know, there, there's other things in the in the fandom that can do that as well. Uh, and mm. having some experience with, like, the differences of Tumblr versus uh, Twitter versus different social media sites, like, it seems like you can get a lot of different reactions from stuff. Yeah. I'm glad that uh, has not pushed you out of the fandom, though, if to, to see any of that negative stuff. I'm glad it's been mostly positive. Yep. No, sorry, bitches. You kind of get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just keep on giving you terrible memes that will make you want to question your life. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we need. That's all we want. Like some, I guess yeah. that I'm, I'm going to say that's all we want. That's all I want from the Souls community now. <laughs> like I don't. Uh, I'm I'm very appreciative of all of the content people and all of the like studious lore people and all of the all of that stuff. But me, I'm just looking for shitty memes, shitty weird memes to make people question their lives. So the cut content and the um, questionable fan theories that I've had to listen to <laughs> have actually been like been like the best thing really because um because of some of the fan theories have been really out there and i'm looking at you jake the ashen hall because i used to <laughs> mod for jake and i had to listen to his lore theories and they were crazy because they all seemed to come back to velka and that was just the joke that everything was velka Oh yeah, there was a there was a running joke on I think this was Bonfire Side Chat, which was like if you couldn't explain something, Velka did it. <laughs> like that was yeah. just <laughs> why is why is this door square instead of round like every other door? Velka did it. Velka. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, so, you know, we, we, you've played through some of these games, um, played a lot of Bloodborne. Uh, obviously, Sekiro is coming out 
pretty soon. I say pretty soon, like in a year or whatever. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe less than that. Maybe six months to a year. Uh, Sekiro has a lot of is making a lot of changes to the kind of tried and true formula, and so much so that I don't really think that people are going to consider it a quote unquote Souls game. Um, yeah. Even, even though that term is is so specious to begin with, that I kind of wish we would stop using it. But um, I feel like it's going to be a dramatic departure. Not necessarily like it's going to be a more of a dramatic departure from like Demon Souls or something like that than than previous games have been. Uh, are you excited about it? Like, are you are you kind of feeling it so far? Mm, well, me personally, it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> How come? I am. Um, can I come? Um, think it was because of my experience with like a um, game that's um, sort of like it called um, Neo. Which, of course, everybody will know by now because I'm pretty sure that most people in the Souls community have gave it a try and I just didn't really like the way it played, I guess? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, you know, the stealth system, I just wouldn't be able to do because I'm not good at stealth games. <laughs> I'm pretty bad at them myself. I like to I like to just get in there and just hit things in the face. I'm supposed to sneak up and stab them in the back. Yeah. What is, um, if... Assuming that after Sekiro they have they have some more projects coming out, what do you think your uh, your dream from software game would be? Like, is that just straight up Bloodborne two? Like, Return to Yharnam? Now we have a racing game, or uh, is it something more <laughs> more dramatic than that? Like, what do what do you think? Like, your pie in the sky, you're whispering in Miyazaki's ear while he's sleeping at night, like to, to tell him to make a video <laughs> game. Mm. Well, I like. Probably um, wouldn't want a new game. I would think I would rather have like a um, complete um, remake of um, Kuon because I absolutely love that game. Oh yeah, I forgot to talk to you about Kuon because uh, you are one of like two people. I'm sorry, three people that I know because uh, my buddy Chris has it too. But uh, you and uh, very good friend of the show, Theomini, Diana, who did the, the, the let's play of it are, are both playing that man. That game, this looks so incredible. I wish there was a remake of that as well. Yes. Same. Plus I mean, I like, I'm think it would like do a um, lot of like good to have like, you know, a like, um, current, um, generation, um, fatal frame type of survival horror, because I absolutely love that series as well. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember. Somebody was telling me. I think it might have been Mimi was telling me when, yeah, I, when I did her yeah. podcast. When I did when she did this podcast, uh, she was like, "Yeah, uh, I know you have a friend that's real into Fatal Frame. We should all do a Fatal Frame podcast." And I was like, "I've never, I've literally <laughs> never played those games. So like, we're gonna have to have that conversation before we start playing a podcast." But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of fascinated by those games. Like I'm, I've, I've heard good stuff, but uh, when I've tried to go back, I think it was just a little like if I'd played them when they would come out, like I would have more patience with that. That, but nowadays, like I just don't for some reason. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. If you were gonna play the first game, I would say get a Japanese copy because the English voice acting in the first game is mm, just as bad as the first Resident Evil voice acting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh lord! <laughs> I uh, I was actually playing the first uh, the remake, Resident Evil remake, and uh, I, I got to a certain part, and I thought it was kind of silly, so I mentioned it to a friend, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you should go Google that same scene, but in the original, because the dialogue is so much more cheesy." And they talk about making a Jill sandwich or something, and it was just 
Ooh, man, I went Googling that stuff. Yeah, that, that dialogue was something back then. That was crazy. Oh, the old days of when we were starting to figure out voice acting. <laughs> Get, and we all thought that it was the best thing. And looking on it now, we're just like, why did we think that was good? <laughs> <laughs> why did we get Bob the Accountant to be the, our, our big bad villain in here? That was not a good plan. He was cheap, but he was terrible. Uh, that's funny. I'm curious. Something I like to ask people uh, about the Souls games, because in my experience, the Souls games have a, the unique ability to to do this. Um is do you think that playing these games or being a part of this community or uh making weird break your mind memes or 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 whatever (laughs) just being kind of in this general stratosphere of the souls games or bloodborne has kind of changed you as a person at all yes 100 (laughs) percent. would you mind saying how so well, it's taught me patience. It's taught me not to rage quit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's made you a better, uh, like a better video game player right at the outset. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I think that's, uh, I think that's going to be our podcast today. So thank you very, very much for, uh, for guesting with me. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. No problem. <laughs> and I mean, you finally got me on after much fighting. Oh yeah, yeah. If you go check in the show notes, uh, there's a there's a tweet that Astrolase made that says that I would never <laughs> ever get her on the podcast, and I've, uh, I've and don't worry, I've went ahead and screenshotted it, so she can't just go and delete it now. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much for. I know we had a, a lot of back and forth, and uh, a, a lot of fun was had on the scheduling of this. So thank you very much for for coming on and sharing your story with us. I, I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. If people want to uh, experience your, your your memes, your Bloodborne memes directly, what's the best place to go to? Probably my um, Twitter. <laughs> and that's uh, twitter.com slash astrolace? Yes. Uh, is there anywhere else you'd like to, to link to? No, because I don't think that they're ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know that it came up in the actual podcast. I think it came up beforehand, but uh, I want to, I do, before we get, well, I, I, the way that I met you is such a fun story to me because uh, a friend of the show, Co, retweeted something and uh, like I looked at your profile and you, you were like, uh, you know, Bloodborne uh, and Vocaloid. And I was like, what the fuck is, I don't understand what that is. <laughs> and then I like click through to your YouTube page or whatever. And it's you using a Vocaloid, like singing a song about, about dark souls. And it's <laughs> extremely cute. I will probably, uh, without your permission, put the audio at the end of this so people can listen to it. And also a link in the show notes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Not even going to ask permission for that. Um, where like, can, can you just briefly describe what that, what that process is and like why, why that exists? <laughs> Not necessarily why it exists, but like, I'm just so curious about it. Like, uh, like the idea of using these voices and like singing through it and then changing it just is, is fascinating to me. It was like, um, really, I'm um, trying to, um, combine two things, um, that I loved that kind of like hadn't been previously put together. So I thought, Hey, I should probably do that. And that's, that's how that thing came about and I kind of want to do more <laughs> yeah do you, do you have any plans to do more yes and no I would have to have a think about it because creativity is short these days oh yeah is it I mean I, I'm sure this has got to be a pretty painstaking process too to put all of that stuff together right mm, no because I don't put any effort into it at all it's just <laughs> a huge me <laughs> alright well <laughs> Um, well, I'm going to put that at the end of this podcast so people can listen to it. And there'll also be a link in the show notes to to, to that. So if they want to go find all of your other uh, stuff on YouTube, they can go find that too. Weep stuff. Just be warned. 
And uh, once again, thank you very much for guesting. I very much appreciate it. Mm-hmm. As always, I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. You can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find the podcast at don'tgiveupskeleton.com. Uh, that has links to all of the different ways you can support the show, whether or not it's uh, donated to the Patreon, whether or not it's buying a shirt. If you want to put a skelly on your belly, that is the best place to do it, by the way. That's a cool skeleton shirt over there. I like it a lot. Um, or you can just also just listen to the podcast. I really appreciate that, too. Uh, thank you for everybody who does that week to week. It's, it's very much appreciated. Um, we'll be back next week with another great guest. And until then, remember, don't give up skeleton.